You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Ignore City, Episode 7, Engagement Party. Back again, huh? You want to see what happens next, I suppose. I'm not sure there's much more to tell. Gar has the robot head and he's on his way to sell it to Mr. Hobbs. Debin has given up on finding Saner 0805. She seems more interested in party planning at the moment. In fact, that's where we are now. The food is about to be served. It looks delicious. The band is playing a song. It's a dance song, popular with the young folks these days. It's called the Hullabaloo. Not familiar with it? Don't worry, the instructions are in the song. I'd do it with you, but my hip ain't so good these days. Try to follow along. It's easy. Slap your cheeks twice, slap 
Sprain my ankle. I'm so dizzy. I think I'm gonna. Oh my! Is that what I think I heard? Someone should clean that up. Please, everyone, be careful. It might be slippery. Well, ain't that slicker than a greased-up banana hammock? Here, let me help you up and clean you off. That's very kind of you, dear. What's your name? Shucks, Mister. You don't even know my name. I'm just part of the event staff here and doing my job. Don't mind me one bit. Nonsense, dear. You're a person, a very kind person. Please tell me your name. My name is Dolly. Pleasure to be meeting you. That's a nice name. I'm Hennis Rimpa. This is my son's party. I'm not sure how he's paying for all this. He works security at the government building. His salary is pretty good, but I didn't know it was this good. Makes you kind of wonder. Not that I'm saying you can't earn a good wage working an honest living. No, ma'am. I think the better question is, why is he spending all this money? Are we celebrating something? He must have something special planned. It reminds me when I was a young man. You see, back in the day before my wife left me. Gee, Mr. Rimpa, you talk longer than a month of Sundays. I really should be getting back to serving the guests. Butch put me in charge of the drink cart. Oh, of course. Dear me, listen to me, Fratillon. <coughs> you all right, mister? You sound like my Uncle Remus, right before he died. Can I fetch you some water or a new lung? <coughs> no water, thank you. <clears throat> I will take a whiskey on the rocks. Hold the ice. Hold the ice? Isn't that just whiskey, then? <laughs> you catch on quick, don't you, Dolly? You better make it a double-double. A double-double? Golly, what's that? Four shots? Twenty-two shots, actually. I'll just bring the bottle. Uh, two bottles would be safer. What happened? Dad, are you okay? Just a fall. I'm fine. Dolly here was just about to get me a drink. Who? This fine young lady you hired. That's me. A hard-working gal trying to make a few co's in this crazy dome. Dolly, I think my dad has had enough to drink. I have something more important for you to do. You see that gentleman over there that just walked in? The fella with the eye patch and the lamp? No, the one next to him. The one with the silver hair. I see him. That guy's kind of intense looking. Why are his eyebrows doing that? They look like they're trying to jump ship from his forehead. That's Councilman Uva. He is a great man. Greet him and make sure he's well taken care of. I need to speak to the band about something. Sure thing, boss. Excuse me. Come through. Wow, you must work out. Pardon me. Oh, and you must not work out at all. Hello. 
Are you Councilman Uva? Can I take your jacket? My jacket? Are you crazy, child? I'd be better off throwing it into the streets and letting homeless children rifle through my pockets than give it to you. I'll take that as a no. Can I get you a drink? You're a bit forward for one so young. I'm not interested. You're a little too stringy for my tastes. All right, fella. Maybe I should clarify. I work here. It's a part-time job. It's not the greatest. I'm always on my feet. I do get to wear the snappy vest. I'm with Slow Mo's Catering Company. That explains a few things. I thought perhaps you were very bad at propositioning me. No, if I was putting the moves on you, you would know. Believe me, I'm sassier than a weasel with a can of beans. Golly, this is really getting off to a terrible start. Let me try this again. Drex said you were a councilman and wanted to make sure you were comfortable. Can I get you a drink now? I do not trust any of the liquids proffered in this sector enough to consume. Though I will admit, the wretchedness is not nearly as potent as the other slums I've ventured through to get here. Tell me, is Deben Rimpa here? Who? Drek's sister. I wish to speak with her. I see. Is she more your type then? What's the opposite of stringy? Luxuriant, I guess? What are you insinuating? Nothing. Listen to the Lucky Go Show. It's better than sliced bread. We got extras. We got more. We have everything you need. Lucky Go Show? Free V-Bucks. Right here. I'm confused. Do you want a mug? Do you want bed sheets? Do you want a happy-go-lucky shirt and a Yeti? All for free. At the end of this is a free promo code, and it can all be yours. This is the best thing ever. For a small fee of $55, plus charity tag. Hey, everybody. Daniel here. This is the Lucky Go Show, now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. It all. Drex sister is this way. Follow me. Yeah, I am so sorry you pulled a muscle during that dance song. I completely agree. There should be a warm-up intro about stretching, like an overture or something. Devin, this is Councilman Uva. He would like to speak with you. Ah, you scared me. You have the most intense look about you, like you're about to murder someone. Thank you. That's nice of you to say. I wasn't sure that was a compliment, but hey, if that's the look you're going for, you're pulling it off. What did you want to speak with me about? I am the councilman that arranged for your release from the SCU. You did that? Well, um, thanks so much. Those two agents were talking like they were going to have me locked up forever. But I don't know you. Why would you help me? He has a thing for you. He thinks you're luxuriant. What does that mean? It's the opposite of stringy. I've heard a lot of lines in my day, but that's a new one. You get points for vocabulary, but unfortunately for you, those points are for a sport I'm not participating in. Ignore this person. I am not interested in you on a relational level. I wish to speak with you about the item you procured and unintentionally mislaid. Mislaid? I don't really know what you just said, but let's be clear. I am not that kind of girl. I don't know if Ignore City has a red light district. Maybe it has like a red candle district. You should try looking there. The head. The talking robot head. The whole reason the SCU arrested you. Golly whiz bang jeez. You had a talking robot head? Well, what did it say? 
It's at a lot of things. Actually, I'm kind of mad at him right now. What'd he do? Saner? He tried to trick me. He pretended like he wanted to help save the Earth, but really, he just wanted to be connected to the data network to reactivate a bunch of evil robots. Man, they're the worst. This Saner, would that be the robot? 0805. Uh, what 05? That was his last name. Robots use numbers, apparently. Maybe he was the 805th robot made, but why they put a zero in front of it, I can't say. And he sounded stable, energy-wise? What do you mean? The robot's fuel level. He didn't show any signs of depleted power or tiredness. The lights in his eyes didn't flicker or his voice slow in any appreciable way. No. He said he was hungry at one point and needed charging. Saner has a cold fusion reactor in his skull. I fed him some metal and he perked right up. And that worked? The cold fusion reactor was functioning properly? Yeah, he made a little noise, like ding, 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 ding. Or maybe it was lower than that. Do, 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 do. Something like that. Where's the head now? It's gone. I don't know where it is. Yes, I've read the report. But things don't just disappear now, do they? Well, no, not usually. The robot head did not possess the ability to cloak itself in invisibility so you could not see it. If Saner could do that, he sure didn't let me know about it. I lugged him around in a backpack. And it had no legs with which to scamper off and be gone? Nope. He was just a head. And there was not a sudden dimensional vortex where the head escaped to? That one's a little random, but no... And tiny elephants didn't cart him away on a stretcher? Okay, that one doesn't make any sense at all. Why do you keep listing really weird solutions to this head being gone? I think he's implying you know where the robot head is, because things don't just disappear. At least that's what I think. He's more confusing than a sheep in a bathtub. Why would a sheep be in a- Where did you hide it, Devin Rimpa? I told you and the SCU. I don't know. Honest. I wish there was more to say, but there's just not. It's gone missing. I will accept that answer for now. But remember this, child. You owe me. If you come in contact with the robot head, bring it to me immediately. Your brother will know how to get in contact with me. What do you want to do with it? Yours is not to question why. I didn't question why. I questioned what, as in what are you going to do with it? It is best if you don't know. You think you're so cryptic and mysterious. Let me ponder on this for a minute. You were asking me questions about the power supply. A lot of questions. Ah, you want the cold fusion reactor in his head, don't you? That's the only logical explanation. Good sleuthing, Devin. A cold fusion reactor? You could do a lot of damage with one of those things. Or so my Uncle Remus used to say. Before he died. So am I right? Is that what you want with Saner? Well, I... Um, that is an interesting deduction. However... Just admit it. It's so obvious now that I've said it out loud. I must be going. Remember, if you get the robot head, come see me right away. Golly smack doodles. What a weirdo. I've been meeting a lot of those lately. Now, if you'll excuse me, there's a wedding engagement I need to break up. That sounds like fun. Whose engagement? My brother's. He's going to propose to his girlfriend tonight. That's what this whole party is all about. 
Have you seen her? Her name is Eleonora. What does she look like? She's very pale-faced with dark, straight hair. Almost always dresses in black, unless it's a Cure t-shirt. I'm not really sure what the Cure is, but she seems to like it. Maybe it's a medical thing. The people on the shirt look really sickly. They definitely need a Cure of some kind. She has a look on her face like it's the worst day of her life, and you shouldn't talk to her. Good description. I think I saw her this way. Is that her? The one with all the eyeshadow? That's Eleonora. It's definitely an interesting look. Like she's celebrating someone's funeral. Hello, Eleonora. Debin, oh, happy day. What do I owe the pleasure? The words she said were nice, but somehow they sounded mean. How did she do that? That's how she always talks. It's very confusing. Fantastic. You brought a friend. Wait, is she excited to meet me or not? I'm more confused than a zebra in pinstripes. I'm so happy to be having this conversation. Eleonora, listen to me. Drek is going to ask you to marry him tonight. Oh, good. We can get married like good little conformists. Are you going to say yes? Who wouldn't want to enter into a traditional coupling ritual that society has created to keep women down? I'm guessing you're going to say no, but I'm not entirely sure. It's really hard to talk to you. Who wouldn't want to be with Drek for eternity? He's everything a girl could want. I think you're saying that sarcastically, but I think you're saying everything sarcastically, and nobody can say everything sarcastically. That would be impossible. How could you communicate with the world? It's all a cry for help. Help. You and Drek never made sense to me. You're total opposites. He's practical and straightforward, and you're anything but straightforward. Oh no. I'm devastated by your opinion, because your opinion means so much to me. I value it above all others. They say opposites attract, just like my Aunt Ellie Mae used to say. She's a widow now. All right, Eleonora. Let's talk honestly. What are you going to tell my brother? Do you love him or not? Isn't it obvious? Do you need me to telegraph it to you? Yes, please. Do that. You are infuriating to talk to. I am so aggravated by this. It's always about you. I'm so sorry about your feelings. They're my responsibility for some reason. Hey, Devin, who's that fella just walked in? He looks more out of place than a zebra in pinstripes. You've already used that one. Use what one? Do you think he's a party crasher? Do you need me to kick him out? Who are you talking about? Oh, him. I know who that is. Eleonora, we'll have to finish this conversation later. Dagnabbit. I was hoping she was going to ask me to rough him up some. That guy was scrawny enough that even I could have whooped him. Oh boy. That would have been so exciting to watch. That was a fun distraction, but I should be getting back to work. I'm seeing Butch waving me over and pointing angrily at the drink cart. I wonder what he means by that. Fantastic. Information I didn't ask for. Thanks for sharing. Well, Eleonora, I can't say I've ever met anyone quite like you. The pleasure's all mine. What a thrill. Butch, what's wrong with the drink cart? There are plenty of drinks on it. Tantalus. There are free paths presented to you. Dice Tower Theater presents 
Dawn of Dragons, a fantasy audio drama. Ambush! More old intense, I should have you exiled. Time to eat. The Sunless. <laughs> Dice Tower Theater, now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. Creator distributed, fan supported. Yes. What are you doing here? Devin, there you are. Sorry to barge in. I knocked at the front door, but no one answered. I heard sounds of a party in the backyard and thought to myself, there couldn't possibly be a party in the backyard. But lo and behold, a party in the backyard. Is that my jacket? It is. I brought it for you. (gasps) Thanks so much. I thought I'd never see it again. Oh, a hug. How nice. How did you get it? The SCU gave it to me. It was after they questioned me. Maybe not right after, but chronologically speaking, it was after. They questioned you? Oh, I'm so sorry to get you dragged into this. Oh my, you're touching my shoulder. Ugh, what happened to your face? Did they beat you up? Oh dear, now you're touching my face. Sorry, does it hurt? It does, but you know what they say. A little pain never hurt anyone. Well, I think actually it does. (laughs) Haha, that's a joke. You see, pain, by definition... Oh, oh, never mind. I suppose if you have to explain a joke, it's probably not very funny. There was a scuffle, a brawl, a rumpus. It was very manly, in case you were wondering. You should have seen the other guy. Why should I have seen the other guy? What did he look like? Was he really ugly or something? That's not very nice. It's an expression. You should have seen the other guy. My bruises may look bad, but it implies the other guy is in much worse shape. Did you beat the other guy up good? Well, no. Truthfully, there were three in the gang. Two men and one female. And they exited the ruckus relatively unscathed on their bicycles. Their matching leather jackets flapping in the wind. Matching leather jackets? Wait a second. It wasn't Gar and his stupid biker gang, was it? You know them? Are you familiar with their work? Ugh, a little too familiar. When I first got the talking robot head, they tried to steal it from me. It seems they finally accomplished their objective. What do you mean? I was on my way here to return the jacket when I ran into them trying to take the robot head from a little girl. He mentioned you, actually. Who mentioned me? The talking robot head. He said he was trying to find you. That was right before the scuffle. Let me paint a picture for you. I was trying to valiantly rescue a damsel in distress. I know the word hero is thrown around a lot, but I think it's pretty appropriate in this situation. Don't you see what this means? That even though I failed in keeping the robot head from getting stolen, I'm still a hero because of the heroic effort I exerted. Saner was trying to make his way back to me. Agent Blue convinced me that he was only using me in his plot to restore robots over the human race. But that's not true. Saner really cares about me. I hate to point out the flaw in your logic, but tactically, he could still be using you to fulfill his evil plans. Tantalus! Gar has the head. He's going to bring it to Mr. Hobbs. We can't let that happen. Oh, you're touching my shoulder again. Marginally firmer than before. Come on, there's no time. Where are you? Okay, I guess we're going now. Excuse me, if I could have everyone's attention, please. I have an announcement to make. Thank you all so much for coming here today. It's always a pleasure to see my friends and family all in one place. I hope you enjoyed the food and the music at my humble abode. Eleonora, my dear, if you could please step this way. Eleonora and I haven't been together for very long, but from the moment I first met her, I knew she was the one. Needless to say, she wasn't like other girls. She didn't giggle or smile. 
Now that I think about it, she's never showed any emotion or joy whatsoever. When I first met Eleanor, I thought, wow, this woman is different. And it wasn't just the choker with large metal spikes. I guess when love finds you, it has a way of striking you instantly. It makes you see the beauty in every moment that goes by, so when the call to action beckons, there's no time like the present. Maestro, hit it. make me the happiest man in the world give me your hand girl Eleonora you're the one for me I don't care what they say I want it no other way Eleonora it's destiny it was meant to be I know this seems out of nowhere, but I just got to get this off my chest. I figure there's no better time than now, and no better place than the backyard of my dad's house. So it's not very comfortable, but I'm on bended knee. Everyone I invited is out there, watching me. And I've taken this ring out of my pocket. So what's the answer gonna be? I'm getting a little concerned by the expression on your face. But I suppose you always look like that. Maybe I need to persuade you a little further. Hand me that guitar, and I'll say it like this. say, Eleonora? Will you marry me? <coughs> I'm on bended knee, my darling. Will you be my bride? <coughs> Do you mind whoever it is that's coughing so much? I'm trying to have a moment here. I'm sorry, son. Maybe there's something stuck in my throat. <coughs> or in my lungs.
It can't seem to breathe. <coughs> but I'm okay. You carry on. <coughs> I'm very interested to hear what her answer is. <coughs> Are you okay? You seem tipsier than a raccoon with a 30-pound hat on. Dad! Everyone stand back. Give him some room. Can you hear me? Debon, go grab a glass of water. Debon? Where'd Debon go? Are you kidding me? She's not here? Where could she have gone at a time like this? Come on now, love. Hush now. No reason to make such a hubbub. I can't take no more. Love, the neighbors be watching. You's making a scene. Ooh, I'll make a scene if I want to make a scene, Gruskrazingus. You sorry old fool. You can say goodbye to this, and this, and this. Hello, Gus. Levla, am I catching you at a bad time? You ain't interrupting nothing, girly. I was just leaving. Hot tantalus. I guess I'll see you at work. Baby, no. Yous can't leave me now. You can have one ass gander as I walk away. Come back, Levla. Levla! I was just here earlier in the day and you two seem so happy together. Ours be a fiery passion that burns like fire. And I ain't just talking about me rug burns. Wait a second. What was Levla doing here? Happy together doing what? What didn't we do, Tantalus? You see me on here? This is the highest I can raise it now. My joints can only handle so much thrust. That level is a powerhouse, and she may not look that flexible, but... Okay, I think I've heard enough. I have to work with her, you know. Yes, please stop. Even mental pictures are pictures that I can't unsee, even if I've never seen them. What brings you and Tantalus to my house? You two out enjoying a romantic stroll? Oh, Gus, it's nothing like that. Right, nothing like that at all. At least not at this very moment in time, like in this specific instance. But who's to say what the future will bring in regards to your romantic stroll inquiry? What's that, mate? You's kinda lost me there. We're here because Gar is bringing the robot head to Mr. Hobbs. Gar has it now? Crikey. Well, it's that poor sap's problem. Good night. Gus, no! You have to help us get Saner back. Come off it, love. You should be thrilled that chatty rust bucket is gone. Good riddance, if you ask me. I remember something you said to me once. Ya can't expect me to put you in harm's way unless harm's way is worth putting you in. Do you remember saying that? That's a pretty good Gus impression. Let me try. Blimey, mate. <clears throat> no, uh, let me try again. Crikey and whatnot. That's exactly my point. This robot head ain't worth putting you in harm's way. Well, I am going into harm's way whether you want me to or not. What are you saying here, love? 
I'm headed to Mr. Hobbs' residence with or without you. I thought it would be good if you accompanied me, since you know the guy. I hear he's a violent gangster. If you truly want to protect me from Alm's way, then you'd better come with me and help. We're headed there right now? Unannounced? That's downright asinine. It makes no sense. Like nine donkeys lined up in a row. Asinine. The only reasonable solution is you accompany me then. Off I go. Devin love, be reasonable. Can I at least shower first? I am ripe with the aroma of passion. Shouldn't we come up with some type of plan first? We're really going to walk up to Mr. Hobbs' front door? Should I write a suicide note first? Maybe if I do, I can describe how better Sounds like things are finally coming to a head here in Ignore City. Pun intended. Devin's determined to get Saner back, but at what cost? Find out next time on Episode 8, The House of Mr. Hobbs. Ignore City, written and created by Ed Cho. Music written and performed by The Shakeups. Devin Rimpa, voiced by Savannah O'Connor. Drek, voiced by Patrick O'Connor. Tennis Rimpa and Partygoer Number One, voiced by Steve Hinkley. Tantalus Hutchins, Gus Grzangus, and Councilman Uva, voiced by Lee Shirolis. Dolly and Levla, voiced by Luisana Rodriguez. Eleonora, voiced by Nancy Cho. Partygoer Number Two, voiced by Mary Hinkley. Narrator, voiced by Ed Cho. 